Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I think I took too much time off. Yeah. I'm, some of you are saying no. Actually, you've got to take more time off. It's Jason. Welcome to Drive Time with DeRussia. Welcome back. We've had seven days in a row off. Seven days in a row off. Laura was just noting that Steve Simpson said it felt like too much time off. Maybe because of the way the weekends fell. Maybe because I had that Friday off before. Uh yeah, it just felt like a long time. And with this job, you're like, can I really just stop paying attention to what's going on in the world and take a week and a half off? You could, I guess. I cannot. <laughs> so it's good to be back with you. Of course, the news always gives and topics always coming up. And just this afternoon, news broke that the president of Harvard has resigned. Claudine Gay resigns. And it got me thinking about cancel culture. Because make no mistake, Claudine Gay was canceled. She was, you know, and perhaps she deserved to lose her job for her testimony in front of Congress. Although I will say there are many, many business leaders who have said absolutely screwed up things in front of Congress. And no one came for Mark Zuckerberg or some of these other leaders who sort of looked foolish in front of Congress. Uh, Claudine Gay, who was the president of Harvard for about six months, shortest uh, tenure of any president, the first black president, which I don't think is a mistake, but it does have me thinking about the fact that the real Operators of cancel culture in our country are the people who complain about cancel culture the most. The right wing, and I wouldn't say the Republicans, because this is very much a a social, social issue driven, uh, intense ability to organize, swarm an issue and get people fired. My contention is that those who complain the most about canceling are those who take most glee and are most effective at canceling people. Am I right? 651-461-9226. Or am I wrong? Is this is this not a cancellation? This is what she deserves for what she said in front of Congress. Let's. Let's listen to some of that testimony. Plagiarism allegations were part of what brought her down. But it was this moment that really, uh, I think correctly, got people outraged in questioning what is going on in higher education. Here is Claudine Gay, then the president of Harvard, uh, being questioned in front of uh, Congress by Elise Stefanik. Do you believe that type of hateful speech is contrary to Harvard's code of conduct or is it allowed at Harvard? It is at odds with the values of Harvard. Can you not say here that it is against the code of conduct at Harvard? We embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are 
objectionable, offensive, hateful. It's when that speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies against bullying, harassment, Does that speech and not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and the elimination of Israel? When you testify that you understand that is the def- definition of intifada. So the answer to that question is pretty simple, right? Yes, it's harassment. Yes, it it violates. Certainly violates moral standards and moral ethics, whether it violates your individual school's policy. Maybe it's a different issue requiring more nuance. Um, but that is what started things. And then, you know, as, as these things go, once the target is on your back, then the national and international effort begins to find some other reason to try to cancel you. Uh, but it worked, it worked. And Elise Stefanik, uh, tweeted this afternoon, two down. Because the University of Pennsylvania, Elizabeth McGill, resigned just four days after her sort of equally flaccid testimony in front of Congress. Minnesota's Tom Emmer uh, tweeted literally within the last minute, Claudine Gay is a disgrace, yet the rot at Harvard runs much deeper than one so-called leader. The Education Workforce Committee's investigation will continue to hold elite institutions accountable for their failure to protect Jewish students. And I think... I think it is right to ask higher education why they are very eager to make sure everyone's feelings uh, are always honored. Why is it that the idea of creating a safe environment on campus involves not allowing conservatives to come and give speeches in some cases? But that same policy isn't, uh, you know, equally extended to to Jewish students. I think it's fair to ask those questions. I do think that we all know that the situation in Gaza uh, is complicated. I think our politicians are playing all of us on that particular issue because saying that it's complicated... (laughs) It doesn't get people fired up. It doesn't get your supporters fired up. It doesn't allow the cancel train to get fired up. One of my uh, very good friends is Jewish. We were talking on New Year's Eve about this issue. And she says, in her mind, you can be very Jewish religiously and not have very strong feelings about, you know, the the right to have a Jewish home. So Zionism and Judaism in her mind are two separate things, but she acknowledges that that is not how all Jews feel. Some people feel so right there. It's complicated, right? That said, when, you know, I think there's little doubt that there's been so much vitriol, anti-Semitism in the name of, you know, Oh, we're just, we're, we're speaking up for Palestine. Well, are you? It's a complicated issue. I think it is. But the issue of canceling uh, is not complicated. 
One texter says, Jason, I think you're wrong on cancel culture. The left canceled comics and Senator Al Franken. But yet the people that the so maybe this is my question to you. Does the left just stink at canceling? Do they not do they not fight back? Strongly enough, because. Who are the comics that the left canceled? Dave Chappelle. How's Dave doing? Just fine. Dave's doing fine. So who's been who's really been canceled? Maybe it's a matter of effectiveness. I don't know. But I I think that there's sort of this rage that gets fired up when someone does something. And yes, she was she was an idiot. Her testimony was terrible. Did she deserve to lose her job? I mean, deserved almost doesn't matter because when the the, <laughs> the woke mob is often woke on the right. So it's, it's, maybe it's effectiveness. Maybe it's that the issues that really get people fired up tend to be more, more social and cultural. And those issues are uh, easy to galvanize people on the right. I don't know. I, I, I just am uh, very struck by the fact that it is the right that is most effective at taking away someone's job because they don't like what happened. 651-461-9226. Lots of text coming in. I'll share your thoughts, your calls. Welcome here on the CCO Talk and text line. 651-461-9226. Drive time with Russia back in a minute. You know, some have said that we shouldn't use the term cancel culture, that it's really about accountability. It's an accountability culture. I would accept that if the accountability were coming from a good faith effort. I don't think that's what we're generally seeing. 651-461-9226. Nobody practices more often and more effectively cancel culture than the right. And the evidence of that is seen with two Ivy League presidents who have stepped down because of testimony in front of Congress, testimony that I disagree with. I disagree with them. I think any logical person saw them testify as like, oh, my gosh, these academic eggheads are so far up their own rear end when it comes to trying to. Well, we need to. Well, what about that? That they can't just state the obvious, which is some of the hateful rhetoric being used against Israel is harassing to Jewish students. And these universities need to be doing a better job of protecting those students. Lots of texts coming in on the CCO talk and text line. Uh, The Harvard donors are the ones who canceled the president. Uh, That may or may not be true. I mean, for sure, like, there was a nonstop coordinated effort to show her, uh, you know, and I think if you're outside of academia or journalism, sort of the obsession about plagiarism is something that seems a little foreign, right? You're like, well, why is that a third rail? But when you're talking about uh, 
a field where you advance and grow based on the the quality of your scholarship, well, if it turns out you're a fraud, then you're a fraud. And so did she did she plagiarize? Well, there was no hearing. There was no real time for her to mount a defense. The crowd was coming, and she eventually decided to get out of the way. And the pressure, I mean, I, I understand what the texts are saying, right, that the, it was ultimately the moneyed interests at Harvard that made this decision. But they made the decision in light of the pressure that was coming from the outside. Yeah. This wasn't a situation yeah. where they woke up one day and went, you know, you probably need a new president. Right. And then mm. it's totally on them. That's, you know, that's that to me is yeah. the equivalent of the folks that were trying to claim that the Democrats were the ones responsible for Kevin McCarthy's ouster because they constituted the bulk of the votes. Huh. Yeah. Well, technically, is that true? Yeah. yeah. But it just ignores the entire context of the story. And I think that's a similar situation here. Jason, I would agree with you about the fact that the people who complain the most about cancel culture are the ones who create the cancel. But I wouldn't go as far as saying it's the far right because it's on both sides of the fence, not just once. You and I were talking about that a little bit today, where the more I think about it, the more confident I am in my (laughs) position that that this is something that the far right excels at. I do think the left... Uh, had its moment of doing this, yep. and, and certainly the Al Franken was caught up. Uh, I would say, you know, Al Franken is a very interesting case where you say, if the accusations made against him, and for people who don't remember, Al Franken, uh, who was a very famous comedian, Saturday Night Live, uh, was a U.S. senator from Minnesota. And around the same time that Me Too mm-hmm. movement was starting, Al Franken was accused of being a creep, accused of at the state fair, like multiple different women. On a USO said, tour. On a USO tour. There was, there, that was the first allegation, yep. right? Yep. Where like he put came- his hands on someone's breast. As a joke, like a wah, wah kind of thing. And then and, there came multiple. And then stories. a couple state fair people were like, when we went for a hug, he grabbed my butt. Yeah. Including outside of our booth. So that we have that going for us. So should Al Franken have lost his job? You know, would it have been different today? I don't know. I don't know. I will say, like, I find that left the left wing canceled one of their own i do think that is a little different than when we're seeing people canceling their enemies right Mm. when you're canceling someone inside your own flanks to me there's a little different motivation like it's the same tactic right it's the same tactic and it's like i said the motivation is different i think it's a little more genuine it's like to me that was political expediency so I'm not sure that's any more genuine than well, than but they were getting rid of him because because they were about to run an elect a series of elections right. where they wanted to pick up on me too and say we we're the this party that supports issue. women, which yes. is hard to do when you've got a senator that's con- that's being accused multiple yeah. times of groping women. So one texter says, "I go a step further than me and say the right invented cancel cancel culture." That was my point earlier. I think you know the the Dixie checks the part I struggled with when you come when it comes to the Republicans that were complaining about cancel culture is that really it's, and again, you know, 
it's nuanced, but I think it's important to say it's not all Republicans. It's not all for right. sure. Right. It's this culture of social conservatism that, you know, lives within that tent that really, really pushes this stuff. We're, we're not a society that is very interested in having people take accountability for their actions and then try to grow. Right. We are very interested in getting our trophy. Yeah. Which is we got them. Just people are literally celebrating two down, one to go, right? Two down, one to go. I do think academia, especially if you're the the University of Minnesota, if you're McAllister or St. Thomas, uh, you'd best be strategizing what your response is going to be when the crowd comes for you. Because this tactic works Two down. It works. Claudine Gay, out. Do I care who the president of Harvard University is? Zero percent. I don't care. But the fact that this is a movement that we seem to be unable to to get away from, I just think this success, if you want to use that word, we're going to see a lot more of this. 329, we'll take a break. When we come back, one of our most interesting local entrepreneurs, the guy who built... And founded Love Your Melon. Maybe you have one of their beanies, one of their hats. He sold the company and has a new, yeah, maybe you have eight or, or so, like I do. Dan's got four or five. Um, he's got a new company and it involves algae. Algae. We'll talk with Zach Quinn in just a minute here on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 336 on this 2nd of January. Maybe you've made a resolution. Oh, are we doing those still? Are we still resolving? I don't know. I was working out at home this morning. And it uh, made me think of our next guest. Zach Quinn is in studio. He founded Love Your Melon as a college student. And built it into a huge company that donated so much money to help kids with cancer. Uh, Zach sold the company, and we all wondered, all right, you're still really young. You're really creative. What are you going to do next? And Zach is here today to talk uh, about algae. I don't think I would have guessed algae, Zach. Thanks for having me, It's Jason. so good to have you here. Congratulations on Ocean Foam. Tell me, how did you go? Well, first take me to, to what kind of, what was it like emotionally when, when Love Your Melon, you got to the point where it's like, well, we're going to sell it. It's the entrepreneur dream, really. You want to build it, sell it so you can do something else. But still, it was your thing. Well, now I've got two other babies. I've got a four-month-old <laughs> and a... Two-year-old. So it was hard to let that baby that was Love Your Melon go. We worked on it for 10 years, and now it's going to be great going into a new space. And we love foam rollers. I've been foam rolling for five years, and they make me feel really good. And I noticed in that space there wasn't a 
sustainable option. So I wanted to make one that was sustainable. So what? It, why don't you explain? The company is called Ocean Foam. What? What is a foam roller? I've seen them. You see, like just the the very uh, cute women walking around with a foam roller. Like what? What? What does one do with a foam roller? Well, everybody can foam roll. Lots of pro athletes, down to high school. Any any type of athletes use them. Dopey guys roll like me, I can use before them. and after a workout. Feels great on your back and feet and arms and legs and a whole bunch of tight muscles that you can use them for. Pre or post, post-workout or just while you're watching TV, it makes you feel active. And that was my goal was to make a foam roller that was beautiful enough to leave in your living room, hmm. keep it out, and make you want to think about taking care of your body and doing what feels good. I'll post these pictures on Facebook so uh, people can see what they look like. But they are... They are very cool looking. They've got kind of a wavy ocean-like design, uh, which evokes, you know, you mentioned sustainable a couple times. When I went down to get Zach, he was down in the cave. Yeah, I literally just ran up the stairs. Well, you're not out of breath at all. I was a little bit because the door buzzer wasn't working. We had a 335 start Don't get us started. Uh, But I looked at the box of rollers, and I, I I thought they were Cambria's. I thought it was some new Cambria product or something because well, it has that I kind did. of marble look. I went into Cambria while I was waiting for you guys to come get me, and I was talking to them about it down there. And so we can make custom foam rollers for gyms, sports teams, brands, any. You pick the color. You can yeah, pick the we've design. Got Thirty different colors. I brought the board in up here that shows yeah. you all the colors. How many sports teams can you name off there? Uh, I mean, I see the Vikings. I see. <laughs> we've we've you, we got you, Packers. You too, got the, for Packers. the Packers fans out there. Yeah, this is Gophers, right? Oh, yeah. Patriots. They're the Gophers, the that Patriots. That could be a 4th of July one, too, though. We Very America, the red, white, and royal. So we made some. We've got some here right now. We did Kyle Rudolph's retirement ones, number 82. That's cool. And we got YZ Girls Basketball. They ordered some. You know, David from Twin Cities Time and Luxury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the super dad of the year. <laughs> Order those for the team. Yes. So how do you how do you foam? How do you roll? So, so people can visualize this. It's sort of a cylinder. Um, it's about what, uh, two feet, 20 inches, by 20 inches, five inches. And then we've got our travel sized ones that are 11 inches. And do you like put it down? You like roll on it on the, uh, like on your back or how do, how do you do it? Yeah. You might want to watch some YouTube videos or ask your trainer, right. but yeah, you can use it laying down. You can do it on a countertop with your arms and what you can it, use our travel ones in a chair. Like I'm going to put one right yeah. in behind my back right now. It gives you great lumbar support, makes you sit up straight now, while you're doing your podcast. Now, you, do, I, need, I need some help with that for sure. Ocean Foam is the name of the company. Zach Quinn is with us. The first foam roller, roller made from algae. Yeah, so. so. Ex, explain, explain what the algae connection is. I think it's important in the workout space, especially to start making sustainable products, things with recycled materials. So, The center core of our foam rollers is all recycled uh, from the excess material when they're making yoga mats, the cutouts basically they use to create the center foam, and that's that's a great part of this. The outside material is 15% algae. That was the most we could get into it right now while making sure it wasn't going to biodegrade or do anything. Um, It's a little tricky, right, because you want it to be environmentally conscious. You want it to be sustainable. But, yeah, you can't have it falling apart if it gets wet or whatever. And we know at this percentage point at 15% bloom algae pellets, that's about what they put in these shoes that I'm wearing right now from Hunter or Adidas. They use this algae in shoes a lot. 
shoe soles. So that's how we found them. Uh, and then we realized that foam material could be made into a lot of other things like these foam rollers. So we're starting here, but we'll be going into a bunch of different products from workout mats to pool floaties because they float too. Maybe even make boat fenders out of them. Uh-oh. Do a lot of cool new things with this foam stuff. So Zach Quinn is our guest. Ocean foam. Uh, someone already texted and said, I Googled it. I can't find it. It's because you just launched it. Yeah, we just so launched it. We'll it does have a website. Oceanfoam.com. Yep, sign it'll, up and if you go check it out, that'll help the search results. So yeah. it'll show up a little higher too, but you just launched the company. Sign up and get ten percent off and yeah. We'd love to have your support. Just the early stages right now. We've got four colors available in the two different sizes. But soon enough here, actually some of them are already on the boat already. Hmm. Uh getting shipped over here. About thirty other colors coming in. when you when you sat down and you're like, all right, I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell Love Your Melon. I'm going to found, but you're obviously you were going to keep working. You come from a family of business people, creative people. Uh, did you like ideate like a ton of different things or how, how did you, well, I'm interested in what your process was. Yeah. Lots of whiteboard space. Right. I've been <laughs> drawing up ideas for a while now and foam rollers actually goes back at least a couple of years that I've been thinking about doing these, I saw this space as a great opportunity. Now I needed the time and the space to do that. I had a baby the same week we sold Love Your Melon. And so that was pretty crazy. Then I worked for them for a year. It's in good hands now. A company out of New York called Wind Brands Group bought it. And so they're still making all the beanies, committed to the mission still and, and doing that. But after about six months, I got bored after I had... <laughs> Well, one right. kid, now we've had another kid. But I started in June working on this because my friend, Dr. Josh Sandell, he works on all the pro athletes. I've met Mike Tyson in there huh. in Synectix. This is uh, his orthopedic facility over in Edina. Kyle Rudolph introduced me to him, and Jason Zucker goes there. And but people come from all, all these all, athletes. All over. Yeah. And so he was looking to order foam rollers off Amazon. And I was like, well, I, could, I can make you those, and they'll be better than that. Huh. And so we started making them in June, and it snowballed from there and just kind of taken off. And now I can't stop working on it. We launched two weeks ago, and my phone's been going crazy, and <laughs> I missed it. I like being back in the hot seat. I wondered about that. Zach Quinn, who founded Love Your Melon, you know the beanies. Uh, he has founded a new company called Ocean Foam, and you can follow him on Instagram, or you can go to oceanfoam.com. Uh, but, you know, you, you started your first company as, as a uh, project in school, and it was so successful. As an entrepreneur, like, is it scary to, to birth the next thing out into the world after you had a really successful thing? Yeah, the last time I started a business, I was a college student, sophomore. I didn't know anything. And I think everything we did with Love Your Melon was to, to learn. So it really effectively became a a learning project. Hmm. I actually dropped out of school twice because I went back for a semester, and then that's when Love Your Melon really started to take off. We did our nationwide tour and whatnot. Then I dropped out again. But it turned into our... But you had no fear at that time, right? Because, yeah, it's like whatever happened... You're a college kid. Whatever happened was, was all sort of gravy, right? Yeah, certainly. But it feels like this one... I know a lot more now, obviously. Mm, yeah. I've gotten all those great experiences from running Love Your Melon. This feels, in a way, less stressful. Um, 
I want it to have an impact, though. I want it to be as big as it can be and good for the environment and help people, make people feel better. Um, obviously, Love Your Melon was an incredible project. We were able to donate almost $10 million during our time running it Sheesh. to pediatric cancer research, <laughs> over 250,000 beanies. So it's hard to match that. When and, you hear that, when you hear, I mean, it's crazy. Well, that was amazing. That took a lot of people, and thank you for all of our customers out there. All of your support made that possible, and getting all those kids those beanies in the hospital, that was, it was incredible. It was really sad at times, too, but wow. it, was, yeah. it was really amazing what we were able to do. Zach Quinn is here. I, I do think, generationally, when you look at sort of your age, your generation, because you are 30 31, yeah. Doing a company that also has a mission, it it feels like it's fundamental to the DNA of your younger generation. Not that older generations don't think about doing good, but it's more, am I wrong to think like in in the younger generation, it's more like imbued in the DNA of uh, sort of the ideas that are really bubbling up? Well, for an online business like this, it's key for the story. I wouldn't know what to talk about without it. It's really important that we have all these events. Like with this, we're going to be doing algae cleanup events. We might even bring one to Lake Minnetonka. Most of them are happening down south in Florida and whatnot, but we'd love to get them all across the country, clean up algae on the lakes. And then the carbon from the air gets sucked up by the algae, and us using it effectively turns that into our impact. So the first order we place to these foam rollers is going to take two tons of carbon out of the atmosphere and clean over 550,000 gallons of water. Wow. So you get that. Obviously, you're feel, making yourself feel better with the physical act of doing the foam rolling, but then the environmental impact. Yeah, I think it's important that we create more depth to these brands, and hmm. especially on social media, to get people involved and to get people talking about it and uh, hopefully get a bunch of influencers and athletes and gyms and sports teams behind this and even cruise ships and resorts, I think there's a huge opportunity for the customization of these that we can make them with people's logos on them. So check it out. There's Is that breaks. some of the lesson from from Love Your Melon, the success that you have with doing those sorts of custom? Yeah, that's what Love Your Melon really went into was creating yeah. an impact through um, B2B partnerships and having those companies get behind it and support it. And so I think here, too, people – are really responding well to the environmental impact, especially in the fitness space, wanting to be a part of that. Uh, one texter already asking. I like I like it. I like the tough questions coming from, from the audience. Someone uh, texts in, says, Zach, amazing entrepreneur, hope to buy a product from Ocean Foam, but I already have four foam rollers in our living room. Other than the sustainability angle, uh, why is this a better product than the foam rollers that people are getting? Well, this is a firm foam roller, so it is. There's you no be ready real, for it. There's no real squeeze to this. This yeah, is firm. this is gonna dig in. It's got some good ridge waves on it. So if you want to try it out and feel it, like you, de- it definitely. Let's is. get on the ground right now and right. let's start rolling <laughs> on, Jason. I mean, as far as anyone knows, we're doing this whole interview on the ground, right? I mean, that's the beauty well, of radio. They look really good. You can have them in your sports team colors or whatever that, brand that, colors. I think that part stuff. of it is appealing, right? Just the actual look of it where it, it 
looks part of your decor. It, it looks cool. That's part of the deal. Yeah, and I think just like beanies, I think people are going to collect a lot of foam rollers. Even that guest that just yeah. asked that question, uh, they have four of them already. So yeah, isn't that inter- collecting them? Right. People that buy foam rollers buy a lot of them to try out how they feel. That is interesting because I think an, as a non-foam roller user, I would think, how many foam rollers can somebody need? But I thought the same thing about beanies. I'm like, how many beanies do you need? And I probably, you know. I just talked I have, to somebody the other I have day eight, that had 35 my... Love Your Melon beanies. I was like, you deserve an award for that. <laughs> it's called Ocean Foam, the website, oceanfoam.com. Zach, Quim, we're cheering for you. What uh, else did I bring you here today, Jason? Well, you did bring me some of some cake from your family's restaurant, Cafe, Cafe Latte. Latte. Yeah. It's the best. Love it. We lo- went with the cheesecake and the chocolate chocolate today. I was just over oh. having lunch with Bryce. Uh, you know, I'll start that. New Year's resolution tomorrow. Yeah. Well, you can do some foam rolling. That'll I do some roll. Better. That's right. Zach, same, thank same you. you. Thank you. Now you can feel good on a foam roller this year. Very good. 351. Back in just a minute here at CCO. It is 35 degrees in Brooklyn Park here on CCO. We are going to get you up to date with CBS News and then local news as well at 405. Derusha Eats is back. We've got the chef. And the pastry chef for 801 Fish. What is a Des Moines, Iowa company doing investing big time in Nicollet Mall? We'll talk about that when we come back on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.